Welcome into a Friday edition of the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Aaron Summers, joined by John DeShazer. We are really excited about tomorrow's preseason game against the Cardinals. That game now at 12 p.m. Central this Saturday due to Hurricane Ida. We're going to talk some football, however, because we have former linebacker Jonathan Vilma joining us. He's a Super Bowl champ, three-time Pro Bowler in the Saints Hall of Fame, and he's on the call for the game tomorrow. Jonathan, thanks so much for joining us, helping us preview the Cardinals game tomorrow. Going into this game, what are some of the storylines that you're following? You know, now that Sean has announced Jameis is the starter, official starter for week one, it's really about looking at some of the role players. You know, I was excited to see the offensive line doing a really good job uh, for not just Jameis, for both Jameis and Taysom. Uh, the defense looked well. Now, granted, it was against Jacksonville. I don't know how good they are, but, you know, it doesn't matter the opponent, right? The, the team executed, the starters executed. So now it's really about looking for those role players, particularly on special teams, who's going to contribute on kickoff, punt, kickoff return. Those guys are going to be very, very valuable to the, the makeup and the DNA and the foundation of this team. So I'll be looking for a lot of the role players, how they perform in special teams, how they perform offense and defense. They're going to get a lot of minutes and then see who can make the team. Yeah, so how much is this about what the Saints need to do versus beating the Cardinals? It's all about what the Saints need to do. Uh, These games, last preseason games, frankly, never have been about the other opponent. It's only about assessing the role player's talent or abilities against another opponent. So it'll be, you know, very generic offense, very generic defense, very generic special teams, and purposefully so because you just want to see how fast can the guys play without having to think too much, without having to put in a, a full game plan, who are the pre, who are the players that are going to perform? And when you see that in, in the last preseason game, that's when you know it's all about what the Saints are doing, less about the Cardinals. Hey, John, circling back to the quarterbacks again, um, you saw some of that evaluation process. What did you see from each guy uh, during the preseason? You know, what I loved about Jameis was he trusted his reads. That, that was the thing I saw – where at Tampa Bay, he, you know, he, he started throwing interceptions and you can tell he wasn't trusting himself. He was late with his throws. He was frankly waiting to make sure the player is open. If you wait, if you wait to make sure the player is open in the league, by the time you throw it, it's going to get intercepted. This time around, I saw a guy who in the first preseason game, he waited, he was patient. Taysom Hill had a very good uh, first preseason game and Jameis didn't go out and force the issue. He made the right decisions, made the right, right, the right passes. Second game, you see his arm talent on display and then you saw his decision-making even better. And then for Taysom, I saw a guy that did a very good job, very good job controlling the offense. We know that he's very serviceable as a backup. Um, I just believe that there's some throws uh, athletically, he's he's limited, and Jameis is not. John, how important is it for the down the line down the line players, the down the roster players, to understand that they are not just competing for a job in New Orleans; they're competing across the NFL. You know, Sean would do a great job of explaining this to the the role players. You know, at least twice a week during training camp when I was playing. 
And he would tell guys, as you just mentioned, it's not just this team. You're trying out for the rest of the NFL. And sure enough, he made it a point every time the final cuts came and then week one started, there was a player that we picked up that hadn't been in our training camp. There were, there were one or two players that we picked up that had not been in our training camp. And he made it a point to do that to show and illustrate what he had been talking about throughout training camp. So I know he's going to do it. I know he impresses upon the role players to keep going, to understand if you don't make it here, you can make it somewhere in the NFL. And hopefully it sinks in. Speaking of which, uh, one of those players would have been Taysom Hill in 2017. Saints uh, picked him up from Green Bay after he got released. After he had been in Green Bay's training camp. So they were able to, to capitalize in that situation. Uh, uh, but John, looking at this roster, and especially looking at your forte, the linebackers, there seems to be um, some depth at that position. Not necessarily a lot of experience, but there seems to be some talent at that position. What would be your evaluation of the linebacking unit? It's going to start with Demario Davis, and it'll, it will always start and end with him because he's now in a position, when Demario first got there, he was in a position of, okay, I'm going to prove myself to the team and show that I'm a leader and show I can make plays, et cetera. Well, he's been there. He's done that. He's done it consistently for many years now. So he's now in a position where I have already, I know my job. I know my abilities. Everyone knows that. I have to now influence and affect the rest of these young linebackers. And so you hit it on the head, John. There's a lot of talent. The problem is the consistency, the experience. They, do, we, do we have the consistency? We don't know. Is there experience? Not really. So now it's really going to reflect on uh, DeMario Davis's leadership to lead not only by example, but he's going to have to sit them down, watch film, practice, develop the practice habits, make sure they understand the play calls, the defense, et cetera, and how he goes and how he leads is how that linebacker group is going to go. One last thing on the linebackers, Juan Alexander, who – you know, ruptured Achilles used to be the end of your career. Here it is seven, eight months later. He's he's about to play an NFL season. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on him? So my thoughts is that there is some super cell that he took <laughs> that he saw from one of these Marvel movies and was able to figure out how to get it injected into him because, I mean, that's just nothing short of amazing, right? Uh, I mean, superhuman to be quite honest because I, I thought that I didn't feel like it would be a career ending injury I thought that he would you know take a little longer to come back and then when he came back take a little longer to get into the swing of things and boy oh boy I mean just watching his twitch right now real quick twitch it's been impressive like I, I, I'm joke I'm not I'm half joking but I really think he <laughs> took something that's superhuman because that is impressive and I can't wait to see him play there are a lot of question marks on the defensive side of the ball coming into this season. However, through the first two preseason games throughout camp, really elevated their play overall as a defensive unit. What do you expect from this side of the ball? You have a Cam Jordan, a Malcolm Jenkins. I mentioned Mario, and I know that they're going to impress upon inexperienced guys to follow their lead. And what's going to happen naturally, they're going to have success. They're going to look good. They're going to play well. Some of the guys, the inexperienced guys are, going, oh, we got to figure it out. It's all good. We know how to, how to get this done now. We know how we should prep and prepare, not understanding that it's, you know, it's, you're starting over each week. You don't, you don't get to kind of take 
what you did from last week and your opponent say, oh, we saw how good you were last week, so we're not going to play as hard this week. Like, it doesn't work that way. So I believe that if they adhere to the leadership and what needs to be done off the field, I believe they'll be fine. Um, if not, you know, there'll be some struggles and they'll have to figure it out and, and I'll tackle it. You've obviously been through a lot of preseason camps. I don't know if you were ever in the situation where you might be one of these last cuts for the the 53 man roster or anything, but for these players, what's the mentality that you have to have coming in to this last preseason game? Uh, you know, what I would tell the guys that were on the bubble and I, I, I would say, as you said, I wasn't, I couldn't empathize with them. I could definitely sympathize with them. And I would tell them, you, you have to worry less about the X's and O's and worry about more about just making plays because coaches look and they say, all right, well, that guy, you know, he may have not gone the right way, but he made the play so I can work with that as opposed to you're so uh, hamstrung by trying to do the right thing every time that you don't make a play. Right. So what what good is it? And I would tell the linebackers, I was like, what good is it if you, quote unquote, were in the right position all the time, every time, but you had no tackles that that doesn't do you any good. So you you have to go out there and you have to find a way to make some plays. And I would tell them, if you go out there, you show your aggression, you show your ability, you show you can make some plays, then again, it may not be here. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm wishing you the best of luck if it's not here, but somebody will pick you up and somebody will say, you know what, at least I know if he runs down on punt, he's going to go make a tackle. And so and it goes the same thing for the offense, right? You, you, it does you no good to be in the right position every time if you have zero catches. You got to figure out how to beat your man and, and make a play. And at the same time, go down and make a play on special teams as well. So I would always tell the, the young guys that guys that are on the bubble, it's about making plays, less about being, you know, 100% in the did he know his assignment category and more about going out and tackling somebody and doing something that people will remember. John, it, it's late August. Uh, we're in New Orleans. So obviously, of course, we have a hurricane threat, <laughs> Hurricane Ida now. Um, as a player, when, when you have weather-related issues to that degree, um, was it an effect on you? I mean, you, you have obviously your thing to worry about on the field, but, you know, a lot of guys have families and those kinds of things. You know, how does that affect a player? Uh, you hit it on the head, John. The first thing I would do was make sure my family's situated. So just give me uh, uh, some time, a block of time where I can focus on getting my family situated. Once my family's good, now I can focus back on football. Uh, so, and, and Sean always did a good job of that where, there was a block. Look, go figure it out, how to get everyone situated for your families, et cetera. And then let's circle back and we'll deal with the football stuff. And so, you know, if you can compartmentalize, if the players can compartmentalize that and get it done, it shouldn't be an issue. It wasn't an issue really for us. You know, you, know, you just figure out how to deal with it. You know, speaking of that, is it more so, I guess, an issue then maybe for the younger guys who haven't been through it or, or aren't as experienced with it? It's an issue if you let it be, because there are a lot of, uh, for example, I came from New York and when I was there, we had to deal with hurricanes. That was my first time dealing with it. And, you know, you just, you deal with it, right? So young guy, new guy, doesn't matter. You just, again, compartmentalize, focus when it's time to focus on 
getting your family situated. And then when it's time to play ball, play ball. Any players that you want to see something out of Saturday? Anybody that's kind of been a favorite of yours through camp? Ooh, good question. Um, nobody in, in particular. Um, I, if I want to look at a position group, sure. I like looking at position groups. I've really liked the cornerback play. Um, and I don't want to single anybody out because they frankly just got to work in unison. And I really like the way they played. I would love to see how they finish off the preseason. Um, at the running back position, I think that's been a very heated battle behind Kamara. I would like to see how that plays out, but not to single anybody out or say who's doing well or not doing well. For those of us that haven't been a part of camp going into the next week, it's an off week this year without the fourth preseason game. When you, do you as a player turn your focus to Green Bay in week one? <laughs> we, we, we would turn our focus to our week one opponent uh, like week three of training camp or yeah, week two and a half of training camp mm -hmm. to be quite honest. So I have no doubt that the first after they got through the second preseason game, the starters, guys that know they're making a team, they were working on Green Bay. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. I know you are trying to get back in town so you can call this game tomorrow. So best of luck and, and thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you guys. And yeah, I got to figure it out over here. Uh, I, I, I'm used to hurricanes. You would think American Airlines is used to hurricanes, but clearly it's not the case. So I'll get it figured out. <laughs> Thank you, John. All right. Take care, guys. All right. You too. Appreciate it. Big thanks to Jonathan Vilma for joining us on this edition of the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcast, on our app presented by Verizon or on NewOrleansSaints.com. Make sure you check it out and subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We are getting ready for the Cardinals game tomorrow. We will see all of you fans there as the week one opponent is steadily approaching. We are almost there, guys. With that, I'm Aaron Summers. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>